I'd been the pastor for two weeks. Actually, not even a pastor, just a pastor intern learning to be a pastor. When the actual pastor of the church announced that he was going on vacation and I would be in charge of things for the next week. I was wet behind the ears and woefully ignorant, so I thought, I've got this. It's only a week. What could happen? <laughs> now, what happened was a young father in the congregation had fallen and broken his leg. And when they x-rayed it, they discovered that he had cancer in that leg and all through his body. So I made my first official hospital visit. The news was devastating, but he, he took it with all the courage of a man of deep faith. And he asked if I would lay hands on him and pray for his healing, which I did. And I could just feel the power go out from me into his cancerous leg. And I had no doubt that he'd be healed. As I preached that Sunday to his friends back at his church, the call came in that he had not been healed, but in fact he had died. I learned that I am not Jesus, because Jesus heals, right? That's what we read in the Bible. In Matthew 8, it says he healed everyone who was sick. This happened so that what Isaiah the prophet said would be fulfilled. He is the one who took our illnesses and carried away our diseases. Last week we looked at how Jesus carries our burdens, and this week we're going to look at, at how Jesus carries our diseases, how he heals. And the problem with talking about healing is it's not always clear that Jesus is the one who's done the healing. This past spring I did the funeral for my cousin Armin. Armin was a great guy. He served his church, loved his family, and had a wicked sense of humor. He'd offer to split a piece of cake with you, and, and instead of cutting it down like this, he'd cut it like this and take off the top with the frosting and leave you with the bottom. <laughs> he never tired of that joke. He lived 86 wonderful years, but he almost didn't make it out of his teens. He had some kind of disease that that weakened his body so he couldn't even walk. They prayed to the Lord for some kind of answer. See, there was nothing that he could eat or drink that he could tolerate. And then the doctor, I guess, suggested trying watermelon juice. Now, I don't know why. Kind of seems like a strange thing, but, but Armin started drinking nothing but watermelon juice and slowly his health returned. So, did the watermelon heal him or Jesus? I've told you the story of my son Lee who was, whose head was crushed in with a baseball bat when he was a little kid. But what I didn't tell you is that after he got hit, we didn't even realize that anything was wrong. He cried only for a minute and then he jumped right back up to play. And it wasn't until I was smoothing his hair down that I noticed that his head was squishy. And that's when I started praying to Jesus and rushed him to the hospital. They discovered that his skull was so fractured that it allowed his brain to swell without causing the dangerous pressure that often happens with a head injury like that. And that's why he felt so good. 
The surgeon put his skull back together, and soon he was good as new. So did the surgeon heal him, or the Lord? Aaliyah Joy is a writer who lives in Oregon now, but in her book, Glorious Weakness, she writes about the day in Hawaii that she wanted to kill herself. She was a junior in high school and living with her missionary parents in abject poverty. Their house was a mold-covered concrete shell with a tin roof. There wasn't any interior rooms, not even any furniture. And she struggled with bipolar disorder. She felt trapped and hopeless, so she ransacked the house looking for pills or something to kill herself. She found a razor and she tried to summon the courage to use it. In her moment of desperation, she cried out to the Lord, I never asked to be born. I never asked for any of this. She didn't expect an answer, but she received one. I was ready to take my own life, she says. And instead, I found myself laid out by God, physically knocked to the floor and flooded with a peace that to this day I can't fully understand. I felt the resuscitation of grace. I was not healed in the ways one might imagine. I still have bipolar disorder. Sometimes I still struggle with suicidal ideation. I take antipsychotic meds and antidepressants to help keep me alive. But these two are ways that God meets me on the mat, meets me in the darkness, and lets me grab hold of him. So, did the medicines heal her? Is she even healed? Or did God heal her, as she says? Sometimes it's hard to tell with healing. Where was Jesus in all that? In Aaliyah's healing, in Lee's healing, in, in Armin's healing. It's confusing. And so let me tell you about a time when it was unquestionably Jesus who healed. Let me tell you about the day that he stopped the bleeding. On that day, Jesus didn't set out to stop bleeding. He actually had been called to the bedside of a 12-year-old girl who was dying. But something happens along the way. This is the story as Mark tells it. Then a leader of the local synagogue, whose name was Jairus, arrived. When he saw Jesus, he fell at his feet, pleading fervently with him. My little daughter is dying, he said. Please come and lay your hands on her. Heal her so she can live. Jesus went with him, and all the people followed, crowding around him. Now, Jewish leaders like Jairus might not have believed that Jesus is the Son of God or the Messiah, they might not have listened to the teaching, but if they knew one thing, it was that Jesus could heal. Matthew chapter 4 says, Jesus traveled throughout the region of Galilee, teaching in the synagogues and announcing the good news about the kingdom. And he healed every kind of disease and illness. News about him spread as far as Syria, and people soon began bringing to him all who were sick. And whatever their sickness or disease, or if they were demon-possessed or epileptic or paralyzed, he healed them all. So 
So Jairus has heard word. He knows that Jesus heals. And so he begs Jesus to come and, and heal his daughter. But along the way, there is someone who is bleeding. Someone who is bleeding for as long as Jairus' daughter has been alive. We go back to Mark. A woman in the crowd had suffered for 12 years with constant bleeding. She had suffered a great deal from many doctors, and over the years she'd spent everything she had to pay them, but she'd gotten no better. In fact, she'd gotten worse. You know, some things never change. Doctors are great and medicine is wonderful, but it's expensive. You might have spent everything that you have trying to find an answer to your, to your medical problems, but instead only found yourself poorer and in worse health, just like that woman. One difference, perhaps, though, between you and, and her, though, is that, that her bleeding not only ruined her physical health, but it ruined everything. If one was bleeding there, they were considered ritually unclean and couldn't be out in public until the bleeding had stopped for a week. It's like in the early days of COVID and, and you were quarantined and, and couldn't go anywhere and people were afraid of you. Or, or like AIDS in the 80s. Her constant bleeding forced her into social and religious isolation. So she is desperate when she hears that, that Jesus is coming through because she also has heard that Jesus heals. She had heard about Jesus, so she came up behind him through the crowds and touched his robe. For she thought to herself, if I can just touch his robe, I will be healed. Now, I don't know where she got the idea, that idea that she needed to touch Jesus' robe to be healed. It's not, uh, it's not really accurate. Jesus heals in so many different ways. On other days, Jesus heals by laying on his hands or by praying, by wiping mud in the eyes of the blind man or simply by speaking the words to be healed. The centurion tell, tells him, Lord, I don't deserve to have you come under my roof, but just say the word and my servant will be healed. And he was. Jesus heals in, in many different ways, but on this day, this woman believes that if she touches his clothes, she will be healed. And she's proven correct. She's healed by the power of Christ. Immediately the bleeding stopped, and she could feel in her body that he had been healed of her terrible condition. She had been healed of her terrible condition. Jesus realized at once that healing power had gone out from him, so he turned around in the crowd and asked, Who touched my robe? His disciples said to him, look at this crowd pressing around you. How can you ask who touched me? But he kept on looking around to see who had done it. Then the frightened woman, trembling at the realization of what had happened to her, came and fell to her knees in front of him and told him what she had done. And he said to her, daughter, your faith has made you well. Go in peace. Your suffering is over. Jesus heals. That day, Jesus healed her body. But he also healed her spirit 
He restored her hope. He confirmed her faith. He healed her relationships. Once again, she's able to go out and be with people, go to worship and visit her friends. Jesus says that her faith has healed her. But it wasn't like faith is magic. It's that her faith brought her to him. And Jesus healed her. So was it faith or Jesus that healed that day? That's really a trick question, because it's both. They go hand in hand. Jesus can heal in many different ways, and he still does. Like Aaliyah and Lee and Armin. It was meds and God. It was the surgeons and Jesus. It was watermelon juice and the Lord. Jesus heals, but he does it in many different ways. And sometimes all it takes is faith to reach out and touch him. At other times, it takes watermelon juice too. But Jesus is still in the healing business. And I know, because you've told me, I've heard from many of you things that make me just say, praise the Lord. Powerful stories of healing in your body, of healing of your emotions and broken hearts, of healing in mental health like Aaliyah, healing of spiritual diseases, even demonic oppression. But the problem is, these are not my stories to tell. I can tell you about the day that Jesus stopped the bleeding in that woman in the Bible story, because it's there in the Bible. But you will have to tell your story of what Jesus has done to heal you. So let me ask you, how many of you have ever, ever felt that the Lord has brought you healing at some point in your life? Raise your hand if you've ever been healed physically or, or emotionally or spiritually by Jesus. Raise your hand. Look around. Look at all those hands. Jesus is still at work. He's not just working back in the, in the day that that woman was bleeding Jesus is still carrying our diseases and healing people today. So don't be afraid to, to tell your story. Just like the story of the, of the woman with the bleeding was put in the Bible for encouragement to others, your story can be an encouragement to someone else. Your story can point them to Jesus, the great physician. And if you don't have a story of healing to tell, well, well, you can still follow in the footsteps of Jesus and help bring healing to others. Even if you don't have a story, you can help them. You may not be a doctor or a nurse, but you can still work with Jesus to heal. It could be as simple as, as bringing watermelons. See, seven years ago, when, when Armin was so sick, you couldn't just go to, to any old store and get watermelon any time at least not in a little town in Wisconsin. And so my grandfather set out on a mission to find enough watermelons to bring Armin back to health. And he did. And Armin was forever grateful. So what little thing might you be able to do to help bring Jesus' healing to someone who's in need right now? Just think about that. What little thing might you be able to do to help someone experience healing? And while you're thinking, we'll wrap up our story. 
of that day, Jesus healed the woman with the bleeding. Because you see, it wasn't just her that was healed. Remember Jairus' daughter? Remember what he was going to do when he stopped to help that woman along the way? He tells the father, don't be afraid. Just has faith. The news had come that, that the little girl had died. While Jesus was healing someone else, this man's daughter has died. And he's devastated. But Jesus says, don't be afraid. Just have faith. And he goes to her, holding her hand. He said to her, Talitakum, which means little girl, get up. And the girl who was 12 years old immediately stood up and walked around. They were overwhelmed and totally amazed. Jesus gave them strict orders not to tell anyone what had happened, and then he told them to give her something to eat. I wonder if they gave her watermelon. The healing of that dead girl reminds us that Jesus is the Lord of the living and the dead. Even if the best efforts of our doctors and pharmacists and or watermelon bringers fail and our bodies die, there is still healing to be found in Jesus. For he is the resurrection and the life. And those who believe in him, even though they die, yet shall they live. Revelation 21 says that there will come a time when there will be a new heaven and a new earth. And the Lord will wipe away every tear from their eye. There will be no more death or mourning or crying or pain. I can't wait for that day. Jesus healed yesterday. Jesus heals today. And Jesus will heal in the future. Thank you, Jesus. So as we close today, I want to pray for your healing. As you know, I am not uh, somebody with a marvelous gift of healing. I'm not Jesus. But Jesus is here. And so I'd ask you, if you need healing today, of anything in your life, that you reach out your hand like, like that woman did to touch his robe, or you hold your hands open to receive the gift, let me pray for you and know that it's not me or my prayer, though God works through these things. It's Jesus himself who's here for you. So let's pray. Oh Lord, we long for the day when there'll be no more death and mourning or crying or pain but right now is not that day. Right now we have come, some of us, with illnesses that have gone on longer than 12 years. Some of us woke up today with a new pain, a new ache, or a new broken heart. You know each need in each person because they're all different but we are all your children. And just as you reached out and 
and touch that, that girl, saying, Talitha Kum, reach out and touch us today. Restore us by your power. Whatever is broken, Lord. Whatever has, has sapped us of strength or of hope, restore us. May we be resuscitated by your grace and by your power. In Jesus' name, amen.